welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do a Season 1 review for Mandalorian, the Star Wars Disney Plus TV series. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Doing doing alright? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mandalorian is, is all concluded for its first season. It does have a second and, I think, third season on the way, but uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1. Uh, gonna go into our new kind of format thing that we've got here. I'm gonna give this a don't skip rating. Uh, would you agree with that? 100%. You should not be skipping on this show. Cool. I can understand if you like want to finish off a couple of shows and you don't want to, you know, start it until something else finishes. That makes perfect sense. Sure. But absolutely, as soon as you get something next to the queue, just move this to the front. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Definitely don't skip season one of The Mandalorian. Uh, but on spoiler-free terms i suppose uh what did you think of the first season itself the first season was really really good like i said uh, when we reviewed the first four episodes mm-hmm. i think it shows that john favreau does not get nearly enough credit as he deserves for being able to craft a world and take a story and take something kind of throw let's be honest the boba fett from the uh, from the original trilogy didn't have a lot of screen time and yet a cult fan base built up around him and he was they and with from the other lore and from all the other contributions from everybody else that you know wrote stories, wrote fan fiction, was whatever. He was able to craft a really believable, lived-in universe, and just both the Mandalorian, his history, how he came to be, how a couple other things uh, fell out, and just made it something you could say, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really, really like this first season a lot, and um, it's interesting when you talk when we talk about Disney these days. And for as long as I can remember, uh, at least in in recent years, you come to expect you know big production value and production budget or whatever whatever you want to call it uh, from Disney because of course they have the money to do so. We've seen that in numerous films over the last couple of years, um, and it it just it's really striking to me. Um, how obviously you know it's still disney so it's still going to have that high production value and uh, a lot of money put into it and that but just how incredible this tv show looks and uh what, one one thing i want to kind of say to that as well is um I, I i have noticed in the last couple of years when there'll be a particular like either tv show game or film and a lot some some audiences for certain shows and games and films and that will say hey this thing's like it's all right it's good but like it looks really good and what 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 kind of add to that conversation i suppose is you can't always use the excuse about like okay just because it looks good is it actually good to watch or play or whatever but um obviously i'm not applying that to mandalorian because it's also a well-written show really well acted and all that sort of thing but uh because i'm not i'm not always usually on the boat of like okay this thing looks really great like obviously i recognize certain shows that look really good like westworld season three this 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 year looked really great and mandalorian looks really good and all that but that's not something i always kind of pay attention to necessarily obviously i can tell with like with certain shows if there's a high budget there and that sort of thing um but uh yeah it it's just so striking to me how with this tv show and uh it it almost it it feels like i'm watching a sort of split up star wars film about this particular character just segmented into eight episodes and put on disney plus because i feel like i feel like i'm watching basically a film that's been split into eight parts uh what, what do you think in terms of like production value and just like did it sort of strike you in the same way i guess 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's mostly because, I mean, obviously with a show like this, you have to have a certain amount of uh, CGI. Right. But they knew when and where to do the practical effects. Um, perfect case in point. Are you familiar with the uh, 501st Legion? No, don't think I am. No. Uh, the 501st Legion is a group of really, really hardcore Star Wars fans who all cosplay as stormtroopers. And they have set production, realistic replica, uh, uh, replications of trooper armor. And they do this they all the time. They go to conventions. Uh, they raise a ton of money for charities uh, like Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, and they do this all over the world. This is literally a global event. So in the last two episodes, and this is spoiler-free, but the last two episodes, there's a lot of scenes where there's a lot of stormtroopers. And they could easily just CGI'd in you know, the same trooper over and over and over again. But instead, uh, John Favreau reached out to the 501st and just said, hey, we're doing an event, and we need as many people as can show up. And so all those troopers that are doing all that stuff, those are all actual people. They're not even actors. I mean, there's some CGI stuff because obviously with explosions, you can't, you know, you don't want to put anybody in danger. Sure. But there's a good chunk of them um, that are just people that are already fans of the show. They just all they knew was they were doing a thing and they wanted to uh, have everybody in it, and they got like a couple hundred people to show up. Mm-hmm. And cool. so that's something like I said, you could easily CGI that out, but it would have looked. But on this show, it probably would look good, but it would obviously, it would look very obvious that it is CGI. Right. And the fact that they uh, said, no, let's just get actual people in here. And I got to imagine that if you're part of the 501st, you're already obviously a huge Star Wars fan. And getting to be a part of that is like, you know, top five life events. You got to figure. Mm-hmm. What, do you think this show would have been, I mean, it probably would have been quite successful because it's a very, very good TV show. How well do you think that this show would have done without Baby Yoda? Uh, hard to say because it's not so much that Baby Yoda's an integral character because he doesn't really say anything, but it's such a plot focus mm-hmm. that I don't know if people would have cared as much for The Mandalorian because that's a lot of his growth. Because we start out in the, uh, and we've already talked about this in the spoiler cast for the first four episodes. I'm not counting this as spoilers. But in the first four episodes, um, uh, you know, he's just this cold, heartless bounty hunter. And then he rescues the child and he starts to warm up. Then we get, and we'll talk more of that in the last four episodes in the spoiler cast. But I don't see his character having that kind of growth cycle without Baby Yoda. Yeah, I agree. So... Um, but I would I would just be interested to see what what would the show look like without Baby Yoda and would it have been as successful? Because that's much gold right there, isn't it? I mean, with, with that character um, and that sort of thing. Because I've seen, obviously, you see targeted ads and things like that. And I've seen um, ads for Baby Yoda and stuff. And none of it's really been about... None of the uh, like um, merch sort of ads have been about the Mandalorian itself uh, or himself, rather. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I still think it would have been a great show without um, ba- Baby Yoda and that. Um, but obviously, I think it would have been a good show. I think it, you know, it, visually it was still been good. Um, characters are still interesting, but without that arc, I just don't think it has the same kind of impact. Mm-hmm. 
See, that's the thing. Like, if you didn't have Baby Yoda in it, what would you're right? What would they have done, like character-wise? Because it made him care more. Because he had to t- take care of this, um, you know, Baby Yoda and all that. Uh, so what would that have kind of looked like? So I'm I'm interested. I mean, obviously we'll never find out because we won't have a season one of Mandalorian without Baby Yoda. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so because that seems to be uh, when when I've seen people talking about the show online, it's never really about the character himself. Obviously, they talk about the stuff happening in the show and that, and it's either the show itself, like the production and that, or Baby Yoda. I I haven't really heard or seen that many people talk about like okay, the Mandalorian himself. Um, so. Well, that's because he keeps out. He keeps his mask on the whole time, so it's a little harder to identify him with him personally because mm. we just see the suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, baby, baby Yoda. I mean, it's a cute character, and regardless of anything, you have that instinctive need to protect uh, innocent life. And granted, it's a, a force baby that's pretty powerful force baby. Mm-hmm. But it's still fairly innocent life, so... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is there anything else spoiler-free you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, it was it was always good to see uh, Werner Herzog again in his, reprising his role in the back half of the season because you didn't know if he was coming back or not. And again, I go back to what I said in the uh, first half of the podcast that we did, the well, the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Find some of his old movies because... He has an interesting way of looking at the world. Cool. Cool. Uh, but yeah, overall, I'm really impressed. Don't skip the show. Like Robert said, put it at the top of your list. Uh, finish what you're watching first um, and that sort of thing. But uh, really, really good show. And uh, apparently season two, because I was speaking to David about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, apparently season two had finished filming. They just need to do post-production, which they can do. So hopefully it should be back in October roughly with uh, season two we shall see though. yeah so. the imdb page says october how much that will get and how much will be pushed back it's mm-hmm. hard telling we also don't know if it's going to simul premiere over here in the states and the uk at the same time well they've got no excuse now <laughs> yeah well they've always got a reason the reason is because i want to right yeah. I never said it was a good reason, but they can always use that as a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to the streaming platforms and that, if something is an Amazon original or a Netflix original, they premiere on the same day. It's so like The Boys Season 1 or Stranger Things next season. So I'm guessing that Disney Plus really should do that on the... Like, I'm assuming that... Because it used to be... It was usually uh, Fridays, wasn't it, for Mandalorian? Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm assuming like it will be the, the same morning or whatever. Because so, it, it needs to work that really, really otherwise... What are you doing? So mm-hmm. uh, we shall see. Because isn't it? Because I think one of the reasons they because they obviously did this weekly to stretch people's subscriptions and and whatnot. Because uh, a lot of us in the UK assumed like, oh, okay, because it's finished. It finished what like late December. Um, because it finished late December and we were getting Disney Plus in March. A lot of people were like, oh, we'll we'll just like have the box set when we uh, start Disney Plus, but we didn't. So, but now that both services are out and the second season hasn't come out yet, I'm expecting it to expecting it to be weekly so we shall see but uh that's everything pretty much spoiler free i want to talk about i'm really impressed with the production value can't wait for season two baby yoda's great uh mandalorian's great and uh the whole show is great so 
Uh, we're going to go into a bit of housekeeping now and then we'll see you afterwards with the spoiler stuff. So stick around just for a little bit longer and then you can leave if you haven't seen uh, the season or whatever. So see you in a minute. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious. The weird. The better. From books and movies. To television shows and games. We look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, today me and David wrapped up uh, our Season 3 coverage of Westworld, which is available on HBO in the US. Not sure if that also includes Canada, but US uh, for HBO, and it's available on Sky Atlantic in the UK. All three seasons on Sky are on Sky Atlantic currently. I don't know for how much longer, but you can go and check that out. Uh, but that's it for Westworld for at least probably two years, if not longer, uh, for Season 3, Episode 8. So check that out if you're into Westworld. Uh, what else we got here? Did a review for Into the Night, which is Netflix's first uh, Belgian TV original. The first one that they've ever done. Uh, so that was really good. That's basically about uh, this plane and there's a mystery about uh, the weather and, and things like that. And uh, that all sort of plays into that. Uh, but that's on Netflix. That's a Netflix original if you want to go and watch that. But I gave it the Don't Skip rating. I think it's a very, very good TV show to go and watch. And uh, check that out as well if you want to. Uh, Let's Play Sundays for Moss on PSVR. That is the final Let's Play for Moss because that's the end of the game. Uh, so you can check that out as well. If you want to know what I think about the game, uh, like review-wise, I have also reviewed the game. So you can either find that in the show notes for that Let's Play or you can search for it on the website as well. Uh, so that's from Moss. Me and Barry last week, speaking of Disney, uh, discussed them on the on the film side of things with the bo- with box office. Um, they had a record-breaking and historic uh, 2019 box office. Uh, long story short, lots of billions of dollars, basically. So uh, that includes things like Frozen 2, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars Episode 9, Toy Story 4, 
uh, and a bunch of others as well. So you can check that out if you want to know more about Disney's historic box office from last year. Uh, Run is still continuing on HBO and Sky Comedy in uh, the UK. Still on Sky, but it's Sky Comedy instead of Sky Atlantic. Uh, That's for Season 1, Episode 3. I will be covering Season 1, Episode 4 later today. And there is seven episodes for the miniseries with Merritt Weaver and Domhnall Gleeson. So check that out as well if you want to. Uh, Did a skip uh, rating review. That's for The Hunt, which uh, surprisingly is from a lot of people that I like, uh, such as Carlton Cuse, um, Jason Bloom. You've got Damon Lindelof in there. And uh, so, yeah, lots of stuff that I've liked in the past, but uh, didn't particularly like this film. It's a spoiler-free review as well, so if you haven't seen The Hunt, you can still listen to that. But I, I recommend you listen to the podcast, but not watch the film. But it's entirely up to you what you want to do. So uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Getting new release dates. Last of Us 2 is June 19th. And uh, Ghost of Tsushima is July 17th. And no, before anyone asks, I haven't seen the new trailer that's come out today. Because I haven't had time. But I will be watching it later. Uh, We also talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And talked about the 8 hour Photoshop stream. Which revealed the poster for the game. Uh, The trailer's out. So uh, we talked about that as well. Uh, What else we got here? Don't skip a review for Afterlife Season 2. The next season from the Ricky Gervais um, Netflix TV show. I called it a masterpiece and another work of art. So seasons 1 and 2 of Afterlife are available on Netflix if you want to go and watch them. And that's entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms as well. Should also mention uh, in terms of guest spots on other podcasts. I was on this week's uh, Next to Nothing podcast which was released yesterday. It is available on podcast platforms so if you search for Next to Nothing, sorry, The Next to Nothing uh, you should be able to find it. Uh, It's also on my twitter and stuff because i've been tagged and all that so uh go and listen to that as well so we're going to go into spoilers for the whole season basically of the mandalorian uh for season one so if you haven't seen the season uh go into your podcast player pause the episode if you're listening on the homepage, either press the home button or press back or do whatever and then go and watch the mandalorian and come back so spoiler stuff uh there's something that you you had been talking to me about for a little bit with these stormtroopers in uh in episode eight yeah, in uh, episode eight, uh, well, the end of episode seven, we see the baby Yoda getting captured by the stormtroopers, and then in episode eight, they're zooming back to the city, but then they kind of hang out for a bit and uh, you know talk to each other. And like I said, I about fell out my couch laughing. That scene was so damn funny. Yeah, it was it was really really good. Um, because you, I mean, you got a couple of really funny things that are happening in there. Just like them them trying to figure out, okay, what what is this asset or whatever that we've got what is this thing that we're looking after like and they they both keep hitting it and stuff because it won't because yoda won't be quiet uh and then yeah they have that device thing on the floor and neither of them can hit it after like six shots each it's it's ridiculous man but uh which is a great throwback joke to how stormtroopers can't hit their targets yeah yeah that was that was brilliant so i really and i was pulling this up on imdb and i i knew it was funny but i forgot i didn't know why it was so funny uh, do you know who the two stormtroopers were? No, I have no idea. Uh, one of them was Jason Sudeikis, and the other was Adam Powley. Okay, those names those names aren't ringing a bell. Jason Sudeikis, he was in uh, he was the lead in Where the Millers. He was in uh, oh, uh, um, I think he was in uh, um, Eastbound and Down. Um, he did voices on the Cleveland Show. Um, Trying to find something that you might have seen that he was in. I'm like 90% sure he was in Tag, but I can't find it on here. I think he was. Yeah. Are you talking about the dad from Where the Millers? Yeah. The the dad fake uh, drug dealer character from Where the Millers. Wow. That puts those stormtroopers in a new perspective. So. Yep. Um, 
And then the other Adam Polly, he was in a billion things as well. He was in he's currently in Indebted um yeah, campaign. Uh Indebted uh, basically their parents move into the house because they lost their house. Uh he was on the Mindy Project, he was on Making History, um just a ton of stuff. Uh happy endings, uh da just a whole long thing. I, I haven't seen it, but I recognize Mindy Project. Yeah. So, uh, do you, you remember the that creepy cameraman dude from Iron Man Three? No, <laughs> no. Uh, he was the cameraman dude that was in the back of the van that like tried to make himself look like Tony Stark. Okay, I I roughly kind of remember. So. Yeah, that's that dude. Uh, but yeah, that that was really really funny because you'd kind of tried to spoil a free reference that to me for a while and told me to kind of look out for that. So uh, that was that was great. Yeah. Well, well, it's such a bad shot, man. That was funny. Um, one thing I want to talk about uh, spoiler side as well. Uh, John Carlos Benito. Uh, do you recognize him at all? Uh, I know the name, but I'm not placing it right now. Uh, Gus from Breaking Bad. See, I've never seen Breaking Bad, but I, I know who you're talking. Why was about I prepared now, for because... you to say that? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him in so many other things. I re- I remember the name now. Um, he was in a ton of stuff, but I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've actually said that before on a podcast, and I said that because I'm such a fan of uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle that I just can't see him in that role. Okay. Or yeah. Brian Cranston. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm referencing in, I think it's episode six or seven, when they get kind of trapped or whatever. And uh, the Mandalorian himself gets injured. Um, it, it was great to see Giancarlo Spinito. Uh, he's, he's currently in uh, Better Call Saul. He's playing for well, the prequel version of Gus. Uh, I don't think that's a spoiler. I've just said that his character's in there. But um, yeah, he's he's playing him in that. He was also in a couple of other things as well. But it was it was great to see him in. Uh, he was in oh yeah season two of Westworld, I think. But uh, he's, he's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, so it was it was cool to see him. Yeah, he played uh, Magic Mirror or Cindy Glass from Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, there was the episode, I think it was episode five. Um, there was a, a bit, one of the sort of more bottle episodes of the season. Uh, a lot of people said that they, they didn't quite find the episode as good and that it sort of didn't have, like, as much meaning or whatever. Do you remember the episode I'm talking about? He basically sort of, the Mandalorian lands on this in this place and meets that that uh, woman and has to do this sort of deal with her if i remember rightly yeah he's getting his ship repaired and he takes That's a bounty it. contract yeah um what did, what did you think of that uh it was an okay episode i don't think it was a great episode but it was an okay episode mm-hmm. yeah because i mean it depends on uh like how good you are at, at making bottle episodes and stuff. We've referenced like Walking Dead and things like Westworld, uh, Westworld, uh, Watchmen. Sorry, that had really good uh, bottle episodes. Walking Dead's one that's kind of struggled with them in the past. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they can handle those going forward. It wasn't one of the worst bottle episodes that I've seen, but it was. I, th- I thought it was a a fairly good one. So, um, what else did we have in the season? We had that kind of big battle thing with the. Is it the ATST? I'm showing my lack of Star Wars knowledge here. But... Uh. Yeah, the ATST, but that was in episode four. So right, right. Uh, that was a that was a good sequence as well. So again, just showing off like this. This is a smaller, more intimate story with like this Mandalorian going around with his baby Yoda and that, and just having more singular scenes. But it's great to see that they could also pull off those uh, big battle things as well. So because yeah, that was fairly big. 
So, I mean, it wasn't like someone blowing up a Death Star or whatever, but, yeah, it takes some effort to still do some, some stuff like that, so I thought that was good. Uh, I can't remember her name necessarily, but what did you think of the uh, the female, uh, I, I don't know if she's actually a Mandalorian or whatever, the, the female character that he meets that sort of helps him in battle? I thought she was Yeah, that's a... That's uh, Gina Carano. She was an MMA fighter, so that's why all the, the physical sequences oh. work so well for her. Uh, but yeah, her name was Cara Dune, and she was... Uh, I don't think she fought for the Empire. I think she was like a, a she was some kind of like drop trooper. Um, just go in and shoot big guns. Uh, let me see if it'll say here. Uh, da, da, da. But da, 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 no. Yeah, Rebel Shock Trooper. Okay. Um, right. Um, I've heard some rumours about, like, she's possibly getting her own... Don't t- take this with a pinch of salt or whatever, but, like, she could get her own Disney Plus series or whatever. Um, do you think the character's maybe big enough for that? Uh, I think it's definitely a possibility because um, she's not, like, a, a, a main, main character. When I say that, it's not like, you know, we're getting a side story on Luke or we're getting a side story on Obi-Wan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But... You know, there's a lot of people involved in that. I mean, it is a galactic conflict. So you can easily take one person, have them in a couple, three things, see if they click with the audience. And if it goes from there, then go ahead and just do a series. Yeah. Well, they could maybe do is if you bring her back for season two, uh, develop her more, make her like even more popular and then possibly do a TV series. Because mm-hmm. uh, she, she, she was only introduced like what, roughly halfway through the series, sort of? Uh. Four, I want to say. Yeah, around around about them. So she hasn't had that much total screen time. But uh, I mean, no one knew anything about the Mandalorian before it started, and it still did really well. Uh, well, see, I never but... really got into like the extended lore with like the, the the books and the fan fiction and all that stuff. So there might have been a lot more that we just didn't know about. Maybe, yeah, so. yeah. Maybe that character has been referenced in places I haven't seen. Um, I'm sort of near the end of. Uh, Clone Wars, as uh, first season of Clone Wars, I'm kind of slowly watching that. But uh, yeah, you're talking about the the extended stuff that Disney decided wasn't canon anymore, like some of the books and some of the comic. Books A lot and... of that they declared non-canon when they bought out uh, Star Wars as an IP. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, if they reintroduce her for season two, make her slightly more popular in that, and then maybe do a, a TV series, we shall see. But um. Yeah, uh, what do you think of the var- various different scenes? It happens maybe two or three times in the season. Where, in the season where Baby Yoda is actually using the Force, because there's a couple of times he basically saves the Mandalorian's life. I thought that was a very interesting early step for that character. That might have been my favorite throwaway line in uh, Episode Eight when Carl Weathers' character says, "Baby, do the magic hand thing." <laughs> yeah absolutely hilarious yeah um but yeah that's it's one of those things that it's kind of tough but you never know so mm-hmm. but what would you think of seeing it like literally in the first season yeah it, it works really good so mm-hmm. um as long as they keep that like to a minimum then uh, it's not gonna be too much of an issue so right because like yeah still the baby character it's got it's got power but it's obviously you you could see the strain on <laughs> on baby Oda's face and that when uh what, what he's doing it so but i thought that was that was brilliant as well yeah uh one thing i want to talk about as well what do you think i really liked his because he's got a blaster and then i don't know if he's got a specific name but he's got that more kind of like sniper type of thing that like rifle sort of blaster i really really like those um what do you think of his his weapons and stuff 
Yeah, the weapon was definitely cool. That's the one thing, um, physics, reality-based-wise, that I'm trying to sort out in my head. Because if it's a projectile weapon, then how does it make the enemies actually disintegrate when he was shooting those Jawas? And if it's not a projectile weapon, it's an energy weapon, why does he constantly need to change cartridges? You would think Mm. that a cartridge would be more than enough for several bullets. Yeah. I don't really know enough about that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a great deal about weapons, but I understand their construction and all that. And that's always been a thing with energy weapons and sci-fi. If it's energy, it doesn't have a lot of mass, almost none. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any recal. There's not going to be like I, I know they push it forward for the CGI people to time up the the blaster shots, but outside of that, then there's no real need need to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I enjoyed seeing him use those and uh, and all that. Plus he had the, he had that like grapple kind of thing as well. I thought that was really cool because uh, mm-hmm. he uses that in that first episode to uh, basically kill that guy, which you know he can't show because it's Disney Plus. But uh, I thought that was cool as well. So. Um, I like the, speaking of like his equipment and stuff, hearing him talk about like, uh, I think one of the other Mandalorians or bounty hunters or whatever had a jetpack and he's like, I've got to get me one of those, uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I thought that was cool. Cause he's got, he's got his ship, isn't he? That he's, um, using in the season. So I think, I think that'll be a really cool thing maybe for season two, if he does get like a, a jetpack of some kind, but, uh, yeah. yeah, that's actually a famous song. A guy did a really long time ago. Um, do you remember the the old Star Wars online MMO, and this goes back like a really long time ago. No, I never saw any of that. Yeah, this this is going back a, like a good 15 years. But anyway, some guy uh, took a bunch of video from his in-game stuff when he was playing a bounty hunter, and he did a rap song based off of that. And if you just go on YouTube and look up Boba Fett rap, it'll pop right up. <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, would you like to see him have a jetpack in season two? Uh, yeah, but obviously jetpack's pretty cumbersome, so you never know, uh, you know, how that's going to work out uh, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, taking up space. It's a lot more CGI work, so yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, uh, mean the when was in uh, one of the episodes as well. That's uh, yep. May from Agents of Shield. Really, really cool to see her. Of course, it didn't really end very well for her but uh yeah just, just these little sort of guest spots that we're seeing because we saw obviously john carlos benito we saw bill burr we saw um uh mean the when in the i think that's how you say her name um in, in the season so it'd be interesting to see in in future episodes and that which celebrities they managed to uh to pull in so uh what do you think of seeing her and that whole kind of mission because that was like the sort of sniper desert kind of stuff wasn't it when they had to avoid well her sniper so. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things to where it's not like a throwaway cameo, but it's uh, definitely an interesting thing in terms of you know how you can do this, that, and the other. Um, plus, it's not like she's the only one. I mean, Nick Nolte was playing uh, Kuil, the the mechanic dude that he eventually recruits into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's definitely not a throwaway character. Uh, Taika Waititi um, does the voice for IG-11, and obviously he's directing a new Star Wars film and directing, uh, directed the, um, the last Thor movie, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, so also, you know, it's an easy way to get a famous person in there and make it meaningful. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's proven all around a great show. The only downside is it's going to set expectations for next season really high, like crazy high. Cause I've said this before, like, is there a celebrity that Disney can't get at at, at this Uh, point? I don't think there's anybody. Um, no, I mean, a a guy I know, uh, whenever they um, reference that or talk about that, all they just say is checks don't bounce. So if the check don't bounce, they'll do it. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the last thing we need to talk about is um, well, the ending scene. You get that guy with the the lightsaber in uh, at the, the the last scene of the of the season because uh, of course it's mainly been about you know um, bounty hunting and blasters and uh, well anything but Jedi's and lightsabers. We had the use of the Force, but like uh, you know, it's been mainly about bounty hunters and. Blasters. Um, what did you think of that? Seeing a lightsaber in the TV series. That's uh, always very cool. I I haven't really dug too deep into you know the web for theories and stuff like that. So I don't know exactly where the show falls timeline. Obviously, it's somewhere after Empire Strikes Back and before Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But past that, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, that should be pretty exciting as well for uh for season two so um there we go is there anything else spoilery you want to talk about any just anything else from the season yeah it's kind of throws back to my uh character development arc that i've talked about throughout the podcast if you go to episode six which is that prison break episode right at the very very beginning um uh when he's talking with the guy that's recruiting him for that prison job and he said uh, what did, what did he get out of all those uh missions he runs and he said target practice so obviously he's killing a lot of people and then you go to the end of the episode where you know he's confronted each one of the okay yeah so we go back to the prison scene and you know he goes to that uh point where you he's confronted all the people on the crew you think he's just wiped them all out and then you cut to that end scene and they're all just locked up in that one prison cell that goes back like i was saying before to his uh character arc of you know he used to be like just kill everybody cold-blooded whatever and now he's you know not killing if he doesn't have to so Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah overall i really really enjoyed the season i think both of us would give it a 10 don't skip musty tv uh i think at, at this point if you're interested in the mandalorian you've probably seen it but uh uh, I, there's you know a couple of people that I know that haven't sort of checked it out or whatever, but for the most part, I think if you're a Star Wars fan in any sort of way or you have the interest, I think you've probably seen it. So um, there we go. Uh, we'll be back in some way, shape, and form for season two. Uh, I don't know if it'll be more of a dedicated podcast or just the same that we did before, like a half and half. We don't know if it'll be eight episodes, ten, thirteen, or what it will be, or when it will necessarily be out. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I'm I'm definitely interested in talking about season two in some way shape or form so look out for that well a lot later in the year so um there we go any final thoughts uh no like i was saying before uh um imdb has it as october 2020 Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be shocked if it did get a little bit delayed i just hope it doesn't get delayed like really 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 far away so yeah so we shall see 
but you, audience, listeners, what did you think of the first season of Mandalorian? Did you like it more or less than us? Uh, what do you think about season two and the lightsaber being introduced? Uh, what do you think about, of course, the question that I posed at the start? Do you think the show would have been as good or as popular without Baby Yoda? What do you think that would have looked like? Etc. Etc. If you've got any questions, thoughts, comments, ideas, or whatever for Mandalorian or for anything else entertainment talk related, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved. Uh, I think that's everything. So um, we will see you on another podcast uh, in some time soon. Uh, but until then, you can find everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you would like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, um, we're also on Patreon. So please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. If you're thinking of shopping on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feed. Please rate, rate review, and subscribe to those. Uh, remember to get subscribed to Geek Town, uh, Next to Nothing podcast, and Entertainment Talk as well. Um, speaking of Geek Town, of course, if you want to find out if, when, and where your favorite TV shows are back, whenever we get a real trailer for uh, Mandalorian season two, did you see the fake one that IGN posted? Uh, no, I don't go to IGN a whole lot, so... Okay, they posted this, like, joke trailer for Season 2. But uh, for when the real Season 2 trailer comes out, or any info for TV and film, uh, geektown.co.uk should be your go-to for that. Uh, if you want that in weekly podcast form, uh, Tuesday's Geek Town Radio on geektown.co.uk and on podcast platforms. Uh, Beck streams on Trista Bytes, uh, on Twitch, sorry, for, through Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, if you search for that on Twitch or on search engines uh, you should be able to find that so go and follow her check out the streams once or twice a day uh, every day at the moment so go and check those out and get involved over there um, if you want to tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feed you can do that as well that will really really help us out uh, social media if you want to share them on Facebook and Twitter you can do that as well and you can put them in different Facebook groups if you can uh, for streaming, like I said, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, Twitch, uh, go and check that out. I stream on Twitch as well, so does David. Uh, you can check out the FIFA streams on Mixer, and also check out Robert on Mixer sometimes as well. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.